0: PlayStation has a long history of not supporting its peripherals. Let's talk about that. Pew Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of Triangle Squared. I am Brett, this is your host. Uh, I'm your host. I'm sorry, I'm Brett, your host. This is Saul Bridges. Uh, He's finally broke his glasses, and I don't really know how to understand what he looks like. He's weirded me out, so hopefully you get that same uneasy feeling, but you haven't known him for years, so probably not. Doesn't it feel like we've done way more than eight of these? Or this will be the eighth, but...
1: Yeah. It does.
0: It feels like every episode, I feel like we've like we're on like we're episode like, twenty.
1: When you said eight, I held up nine fingers. I'm like, no, oh, i like, we're on the eighth <laughs> one. We're not on nine. Well, but good. I kept so thinking we're, we were. We're both
0: confused. All yeah, right. it
1: feels like it's taking
0: a long time. Hey, this has been another week where I just haven't seen you. I've heard from you a little bit. Yeah, uh, but that's because something that's important to you happened. So, what have you been playing this week? Um,
1: kind of going through Grand Theft Auto Five. Still, Still just kind of relaxing. Uh, picked up Overwatch again, so if you want to play with me, always check out that PSN in the description. Um, thank you, sir. Uh, don't worry, boo, I got you. <laughs> but, uh, and then a lot of Breath of the Wild, so halfway oh, through yeah. that game, so I feel like I'm halfway through that game.
0: Yeah, there's no actual, I feel like, the, you know, everybody takes that game at their own pace. Yeah. I don't feel like, if you say, how long does it take to beat that game? I don't really know how that works, because...
1: Well, there's four major things you have to do in that game, and I'm on two, yeah. so... Are you beat two? I'm on it. Oh, you're so, on the same yeah. Okay. And I'm hoping to go get the masters. I found it well, easily
0: and quickly. I just can't pull it.
1: Yeah, thirteen hearts. Yeah, I'm close. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But what about you? What you been doing?
0: I got Farpoint. Came out. Uh, picked it up yeah. midnight, or picked it up at nine o'clock on Monday. They did early release. I didn't get to play it that night, but I picked it up on um, Tuesday. Or I mean, I ended up putting it in on Tuesday, trying it out. Played for about an hour. The first hour, ended up quitting. Because, uh, as I mentioned on our Twitter, I was having issues um, with the gun basically drifting from where you're aiming at. it. And I've seen stuff about this with a headset, but I never experienced it. Uh, But basically, you know, let's say I'm holding the gun like this in the game. My arm starts off with it like this as you would hold a gun. Yeah. All right. So the problem with that is when I'm aiming it like that, it ends up like the gun, as time moved on, would move to where it's like I'm holding it like this, even though I'm not. Oh. And it was like making it really hard to where the point was, I was playing the game, but I wasn't even using the sights. Because you're supposed to be able to look down the sights and see a little red laser through the sights. Yeah, And it's really cool. But I was just kind of like aiming the barrel where I thought it should be and then shooting. And oh. it was working, but so it wasn't.
1: It wasn't. See, Well, I thought you meant by is You're holding it like this, and you can hold it still. But even if you're holding it still, it's still doing this. No, no, no. Okay, no. God, it, it.
0: was just like it wasn't. In, it was like it was at a different degree of what I was holding it. So then when you went to look down the sights it wasn't actually where it would have been right. while where you're holding it. So then Ooh. I ended up having to move the gun more. Yeah, I'll say that was to work a little the worst than what yeah, I thought. It was, it was weird, and I didn't like it. Uh, man, it. While the game was cool, really fun, beautiful, actually. It was, it really surprisingly good looking. Yeah, we're um, going to try that. And me. I am playing on a PS4 Pro. And as far as I remember, the game is just, they use the ps 4 Pro power to make it a little clearer. That, yeah. Um, so, uh, did that, and then I kind of actually, I looked out of that, had a friend come into town who I haven't seen in a while. Good old Donovan. Uh, yep, good old Donovan. So he ended up coming in, and we were like, "Well, what the hell are we going to do?" Uh, we ended up playing Diablo three two nights in a row. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, did y'all do couch co-op or did you do it all alone? Yeah, no couch co-op. Okay. He, he was here. We just we played. That's what I figured. I was like, "Well, I'm going to do it again tonight." Actually, so I haven't hopped on Far Cry again yet. I was talking with a uh, with one of our people or one of our fans, I guess I'll say, on Twitter, and he was giving me tips. I think you saw that about trying to fix that drift. So I still haven't tried it, but I'm going to. Hopefully, uh, I get it done before this episode actually posts on Monday. Turn it off Um, the build shot controller. Actually, yeah, if you want to try it out since you haven't yet, uh, we'll try it out whenever we're done with the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. But um, yeah, this is Triangle Squared uh, every Monday on YouTube and SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, some other ones. (laughs) Options. You got them. We got options. We post at 12 p.m. or before uh, CST and 10 a.m. PST. Uh, If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to read on the show, uh, go visit us on Twitter. And remember, if you like the show, to give the video a like and subscribe and share with your friends if you'd like. Uh, But this was a big news week. I'll let you take this. From the beginning. uh, And then it just kept kind of piling on. So I'm going to go ahead and hop into the news. Yeah. Um, First things first, uh, I'm the realist. But second... (laughs) <laughs> Far, Cry. Far Cry 5 has officially been announced to be in development uh, no other details are known at the moment but the official Far Cry Twitter put out a tweet with just the Far Cry 5 logo on a white backdrop asking players are you ready for a hefty dose of new Far Cry adventures so I would definitely expect to see more at E3 on this game specifically Yeah, but there's a little more to this because uh, another Ubisoft title was announced uh, in the same way uh, a community manager excuse me, I ate some Taco Bell. <laughs> a community manager over on Ubisoft's Forums posted the logo for the Crew Two, which I didn't know the Crew One sold necessarily well enough to warn a second one, but that's cool. The Crew? Yeah, you know, like it, it was if I'm not mistaken, that was a game that's supposed to be like open world driving and you can drive across America but yeah. still really just like little pockets of cities and like you go to coast to coast or some crap. Anyway, so they're making a second one. Um, Ubisoft confirmed both games are coming, along with an Assassin's Creed game, to be released by the end of the 2017 fiscal year, which means that these titles should be released by March of 2018, by the end of March. The
1: interesting thing about Assassin's Creed is that uh, the little fake screenshot that we don't... I don't know if it's been debunked as fake
0: or not. Oh, no, the one where he's on the boat? Yeah. Everybody said that's that's legit. Egypt. Yeah, confirmed sources. So, but they've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. And you remember earlier in the year, or maybe even late last year, there was another one where there was like a pyramid entrance with spider webs and a, and a guy standing back, and they were saying it was. I never saw that. Oh, they were saying it was Assassin's Creed Egypt back then, so this just leads further, uh, lends further credence to that. But, um. I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed fan, but, uh. uh neither Egypt am I. I mean, I definitely cool. won't be playing it, but I mean, that's just fine. Um. So, yeah, see those games, but, uh, with all of the Ubisoft stuff happening, the thing I'm most excited about, even though Far Cry Five is pretty close up there, is that finally, after a few lengthy uh, delays, South Park's uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole is now releasing on October 17th of this year. Uh, the news was released alongside a new trailer showcasing gameplay. Now, I really, really hope this is a solid date because yeah. if you remember, it was like December Three 12th times now. or something. It was very late. It was very late in the last year. It was December. Early December, I want to say, uh, it got pushed back into Q1, uh, and then you know you expected it to kind of release by March somewhere. Uh, then that got delayed, but there was no real date given. They didn't even give a window. Yeah. And now we finally have a date. So my hope is that we actually see this game release in October. I think that that's a good time for it. Are you still getting the first one HD remastered with uh, pre-ordering? If or you, do- pre- yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's not what I would do because I don't do digital. But if you pre-order on. Um, if you pre-order on the PlayStation Store, you already can download the ticket and play it. Oh, yeah. I thought you had to wait till it released. I mean, I could be mistaken in terms of uh, in terms of uh, GameStop and possibly Amazon and all this. I know GameStop specifically, you cannot get the code until you pick the game up, and that's due to uh, them not wanting you to pre-order the game to get cancel. the code and then cancel it. Yeah, um, but you know, whatever. So hopefully that game is out because it looks really good. The new gameplay showed it was all focused around the farting gameplay crap of it. But it was really funny. I like that. I like Did the you see first the new trailer? One. No, I haven't. I'm, I'm, it's really I'm, funny. I'm staying blind. As silly as that sounds
1: for a South Park game.
0: Can I tell you one joke? Sure. That was in the trailer. In the trailer this guy's like, this is going crazy. How long until someone kills something? How long until the daredevil becomes the punisher? And he goes, oh, three seasons? Three seasons! <laughs> this game's going to be golden. This game's going to be so good. All right, next up on the news docket, uh, Sonic Forces, the new 3D Sonic game due out later this year, has revealed that you will be able to play the game with custom made characters. A new trailer showing off the customization shows the ability to change your body type, color, gloves, boots, and headgear. He had like some cool goggles and shit. It's kind of cool. And then, like, I don't know why I haven't seen Knuckles, but I swear he had Knuckles gloves on. They did show the Oh, like a robotic russ, like looking? A little
1: blueprint selecting things you can yeah, pick. Yeah. Knuckles was definitely in there. So
0: I'm a little confused as to why. I mean, my hope is that he's still in the game. Because as much as I like Sonic and Classic Sonic, I mean, okay, I think it's a great idea to let people play as a custom character, and I'm surprised it hasn't been in the series until now. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean I don't want to be able to play as Knuckles and Tails and all right, that Right, the nice classics. People. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like the 3D Sonic games. I'm also excited for Sonic Mania. See, and that's what I was going to ask. Is this not the same game? This is a separate game. No, this is a separate game. Okay. Sonic Mania's 2D uh, pixel art driven looks very, it looks it like looks a really pretty clean version right. of the Genesis style games. And see, I didn't know if there was Where Sonic be... Forces is 100%. The, they they understand now that they have a very big group of fans who love classic Sonic gameplay and they have a really big group of fans who started liking Sonic around the time Sonic Adventure started. Yeah. Where you have that 3D Sonic where he's different. So I think that that's why they're smart. They're putting out two Sonic games this year, one for each set of fans. Yeah, I'm and I happen to be a fan of both. I do think Sonic Mania will be better than Forces, Yeah. just honestly speaking. It seems like they have a little bit of a better control in that game. Uh, and But it does seem like they're kind of trying to pull out all the stops on Forces and do Making something Making sure big. everybody's happy. Do something big. So uh, on top of that, though, um, you can also base your character around different animals that have special effects. Uh, one example is a wolf that attracts rings when you go around and they pull into you. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's a cool idea, and like if you look, there's like way more weapons, and there's like a grapple hook and stuff that you can use when you're with your custom character. Now whether you can use those with Sonic, who knows? Um, next up on the thing is probably the biggest real piece of news throughout the week, uh, and this has got even me and Saul a little divided, uh, but not bad. Uh, Destiny 2 has had an official gameplay reveal. They showed off the game's first mission, Homecoming. Revealing gameplay much in line with the first game, but insisting it's a new beginning for everyone. Changes include uh, 4v4 Crucible across all modes, new classes, uh, uh, Warlock's Dawnblade is one, My boys, Titan's Sentinel, and Hunter's Archstrider. Uh There's a new PvP mode called Countdown where players place a bomb in their opponent's base and guard it. Uh, the ability to launch activities from anywhere without having to go to orbit. Thank God. That was the worst part. I knew you were going to like that. Yeah. yeah um, excuse me, man. My audio is terrible. <laughs> uh, there's new planets. And even though I don't know why they say new planet Earth, you could go to Earth in the first game. But there's new areas in Earth, so that might be why they're trying to include it. Um, so there's Earth, Titan, Io, and Nessus. And actually, Titan and Io, I know, are moons. I think Titan's a moon of is it a Jupiter or Saturn. think titan saturn io is jupiter
1: yeah jupiter is io
0: i think um and i don't know what nessus is i'm assuming it's probably a moon too i think it
1: is too i can do that Uh, but
0: one thing that's also cool is they announced that there will be dungeons called lost sectors that sound like diablo style dungeons riffs uh that are often will end in a boss fight uh and i think that that's a cool idea at least for you know whenever on the old games when you'd be trying to roll around and um you would do the patrols on the in just the open area, but it wasn't really fun. You got grindy really quickly. Yeah. I like the idea of treasure hunts and stuff like that. That, that sounded so really, cool. really cool. Um, let's see. There is a uh, in-game clan system. Finally, no need for that stupid fucking app.
1: <laughs> that was so annoying to get everybody to join that clan of ours. Yes, it
0: was. Uh, there's also uh, a new system called Guided Games that allows players to join up with clans even if you are not a member. So that's important to note uh, for end game content like nightfalls and raids. uh, Jason Schreier over on Kotaku has a more in-depth list of this uh, stuff and a little more features um, kind of digging into that. So if you want to see like, there's a new area um, like what was it disconnected England or whatever. Uh, It was apparently content that was cut from destiny one. And it was the area that showed all the red that, um, I thought that was Nessus. I didn't think so. I thought, from what my understanding was, that was the the new area they added um, into Earth. I could be wrong. I that don't they remember. pulled from the first game. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but go check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, one last thing pertaining to Destiny is that it has been confirmed that it will run at 4K on the PS4 Pro, though they did not clarify if it was achieved through native 4K or checkerboard yeah. 4K. Now, to be fair... I guess at this point, one more thing before we break into that, the the PS4 Pro will only run the game at 30 frames per second. For those hoping that they would get a, a bump, it looks like they're not, uh, and I, and they said that even if they ran 1080p, so the calculations of the game, like all the physics-based calculations will be too much for even it to run 60 frames at 1080p. That's crazy. Um, but okay, so with it not, my thing about it possibly running in native 4K on PS4 is that I don't and this is something we, we stand a little bit different sides on this in my opinion this game does not look as better or as better that sounds weird to me but it doesn't look like the leap you would expect coming off of destiny one being a multi uh, being a cross generation yeah so destiny one was on ps3 Xbox 360 and Xbox one ps4 right now don't be wrong the ps3 version and the, and the ps4 version look very different yeah but you can still tell they're based around the same thing. The PS4 just got better textures, better particle effects, slightly better lighting. The stuff that the PS4 could handle better. But in my opinion, I don't think that bumping the lighting and then maybe even just giving you a little more clean... It, it's hard to tell, too, because streams and the nature right. of streams. But I went back and watched it from the Destiny um YouTube, and I watched it in 1080p, and it's still YouTube, it still compresses. I do want to see it on a TV to get a real good idea, but I feel like the game is not the step up that it should be. You don't seem to have a problem with no, that. No, you're talking about graphically. Graphically. Yeah, okay, just to clarify that. And I even really want to say from a systems level of base gameplay, and this is not a hit against it, but obviously the game looks very similar to the first game in well, gameplay. It doesn't look like they've necessarily added enough mechanics, but we saw a really shallow bit of the game, so it's hard to well, say. Well, I think that and, you know, if We've talked about this before. I'm a huge
1: huge first-person shooter fan. Uh, and I have experiences in tons of them. I think Destiny game, gunplay is the best gunplay of any first-person shooter that I've ever played on a console and it's the best multiplayer one that I've ever played. I don't think that I can think of any time where anybody would top it. So I'm pretty I'm glad they're keeping that gunplay. Um
0: Wait, I'm not I'm not surprised from the gunplay. Yeah. That- I mean, I expected it to be similar. Now, like I said, the depth comes in the in the things where it's like, on the surface, you're going to see the same things. Like, I will yeah. say the, the gunplay looked a little smoother, and that's surprising, because I already thought Destiny's was smooth. Yeah. Um, and that might be where they're trying, they might just be, instead of focusing on graphics, that might be their thing. I don't know. And um,
1: if it is, I would mind. Um, Destiny 1 on PS4 is, is still a pretty good looking game, so I'm not a huge, huge like, I'm not disappointed. Well,
0: like, Rise of Iron looked really good in comparison to the yeah. rest of the game, because it That's... was exclusively made for PS4. Yeah. But I do want to have... This Could going to be, like, a mini breakout topic, because I don't think... It, I don't want to do a whole episode regarding this, Though no, we could. I just think it's easier to get this, because, I mean, we have we haven't seen enough... For for us to fully dive in, maybe when they reveal a little bit more and we have a little bit more impressions on the game, yeah. we will do an or episode, play the beta finally. Oh uh, yeah, maybe once we play the beta and we get an actual chance to play and see the game in action and understand more of the stuff. But I do want to say, like I've already told you, uh, you know, you you texted me, like, hey, are you watching this? I was at work, couldn't, but yeah. I watched it. I watched it in post, and I watched at first. I just watched the first mission. I watched homecoming, and I wasn't very impressed. And Donovan, oh, I was. Donovan, someone you know that loves yeah. Destiny. Also texted me and said, hey, did you watch the new Destiny gameplay right after I did? And I was like, yeah. he's was like, wasn't very impressed. I don't know why. And I was like, me either. But here's why. You're impressed by things they told you. They haven't shown you. Anything. No, I'm impressed by the, the the mission itself. Like, I'm impressed by oh, no, no. what no, The I mission saw. looks fine. And I think the coolest part is finally getting to see more of the fucking tower. Why didn't I get to see yeah, more of that tower how it, how in the first How it's all opened place? up? How the cabal are
1: coming in, destroyed. Well, balls. I mean, I just like
0: seeing like the little, the little uh, street area they had blocked up It yeah, looks kind of like a that's a, blocked up behind. like a market square yeah. for doing shopping and stuff. That was I'm like, oh, that's it's cool. The, why was that not in the first game? Door, and behind I do want to say I am I'm glad again. Why was this not in the first game? Why? I mean, I'm glad there's actual missions taking place on the tower. Like, which that's is, cool. Which is yeah, but. Okay, so I'm not super impressed, but the thing I want to dig into more, and I know me and you stand on, again, on different sides of this, uh, but even talking to Blaze, he agreed with me. There are many, many other games that do this, and nothing about Destiny 2 that they just showed showed a game that couldn't have just been patched. Everything they wanted to do, making it to where you can go to your your mission wherever. They already stopped supporting PS3. So now that they're PS4 only, with expansions, they should have made this first thing right here. There's only one raid, too. Which makes it sound a lot like the lack of content in the first Destiny. We'll
1: see. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I think that my, my counter argument is that people always see Destiny as Destiny 1 is I'm not going to buy that game and then pay all this for DLC or they'll see Destiny 2 is well I'll buy that game in two years when it's complete. I think that the reason instead of being another DLC that they're just going to get basically ravaged for because I don't get, think they would but go ahead. No, Oh no like uh, everybody was against Taking King when it first came out. Without, without... Well, like, that's the not even what I mean,
0: but I, I mean... But, like, if
1: you were to come out and say, like, instead of this being Destiny 2, it would be a new expansion, like Taken King, that improved... Because there's no more, like, intelligence stats or anything like that. It's all, like, armor recovery and something else. Yep. And then um, the skill trees are 100% different. The uh classes... Even the old classes that are returning, like the Titans' Fist of Havoc, instead of doing one ground pound, you could do multiple. Yeah. You can run around and shoulder charge, too. Yeah, I, and again, um, I'm with you,
0: but everything you're saying right now, and I know and been. I know that you haven't played a ton of computer, necessarily, MMOs. Yeah. Most of the MMOs you play, like uh, Final Fantasy XIV, these are all ones that have been on consoles. But the same thing is true of that. Final Fantasy has already made huge changes alone just in the, just in the uh, Heavensward thing. Oh, I know. They made oh, huge yeah. changes. I know. So what I mean, though, is that there's nothing that Destiny 2 is doing at the moment. that, And you say that they would have got ravaged for another DLC. If this was new DLC that they came out and said, look... Here's all this content, new, uh, big, big story stuff like what they're talking about, you know, and then a new well, raid, and then they go. Not only that, we're readit. We're we're adding new classes, subclasses. We're we're redesigning the way that t- stats work. We're redesigning the way that you go to and from missions. We're moving the clan system into the game. Every bit of this could have been put in the first game, and dude, people would have lost their fucking mind. Even I, if you charge, even if you charge, and I'm being that serious right now, as an expansion, you could have just charged sixty dollars for it, I just or say- even forty. Because that happens, and and, and, and that's what I mean. People who already play these types of games, WoW had that. Uh, I mean, literally, Final Fantasy XI had that, Final Fantasy XIV has had that. But
1: see, with more traditional MMOs, the way Destiny works is, and and this is pretty much true, that the beta for Destiny 1 was basically the full game minus the Raid and 2 or 3 Strikes. Yeah. And so you have all these people who start at the very beginning, and they're either, they don't play anymore because there's lack of content, they don't feel like buying all the DLCs, or they continue to play through every DLC, and they've gotten all the way to max level and stuff like that. So you don't want to release a new DLC that basically does one of two things: it'll reverse all the work you
0: did in the current not class, not necessarily. But and then, that's why I say if you add, you can keep that class max, but you can add this. You have you have a new subclass, and then you also bump that that subclass a little bit. You give incentive to continue playing, and that and that's what I mean is that I'm really surprised by the way they're doing this because Activision owns Bungie, or uh, Activision owns Blizzard or you know they're a, they're a sub company right? Um, and, they, and, they're, in, and, uh, and they make WoW Destiny and 2 WoW, is on WoW does Net. every bit of this and yeah and it's on Battle.net every bit of this. but there's nothing in this that I can't see from a business perspective Honestly why though, they chose to make this a, a new game the,
1: with all the core changes to guns the way they work because they're in different slots now like snipers are heavy shotguns yep. are heavy all that stuff it's probably easier for them to scrap Destiny 1 drop off last generation and build up from a completely new game
0: because I'm sure they're using the same engine. but it's probably, I think they are, too, because I mean it's, it's, it's evident from the way the game and looks and plays. It, it left
1: a bad taste in people's mouths. If you never played Destiny, you know, we were at, I think, the No Man's Sky midnight release, of all things. And the guy was like, uh, we were talking about Destiny. And the, one of the dudes that was next to us was like, yeah, that game sucks. He's like, there ain't nothing to do in that game. Well, yes and no, because No Man's Sky obviously came out after Taken King. If you were to buy that Taken King collection, you'd have plenty of time and hours to sink into it. But he's going off the whole. It's like not a meme, but it's like this whole like almost misconception of Destiny is you buy it, you're gonna have 20 hours of playtime, and that's not true. Even, well, if you buy
0: the base game, then well, yeah, I more or or say less you'll, is you,
1: true. you have less than 20 hours to be honest.
0: But um, but but okay, I get it. But the thing comes down to is the replayability is very low because they, even when they added all the DLC, it got better. Yeah, like, definitely when you hit in-game, it's it, early days. It was really well, see, and, but here's the thing: I get all that, but. I still feel like the people who already had that against Destiny 1, they're not going to be converted by Destiny 2. Oh,
1: you're wrong. I've seen a lot of people.
0: I don't know, man. People who really had that viewpoint, like uh, real, definitely people who played the early days, hit that grind wall and then backed out. And then were like, I'm just not getting back into it because it's not worth it. Like, I, It took me forever to get back into it. You lo- remember? Yeah. I-, I mean, forever. I was not going to play it because I was like, no. That game was super pay and I played so much. And I just don't feel like I'm doing it again. I've seen but, tons of comments since the end of this release. And whether it's on the
1: YouTube stream, it was on Dato Does Destiny, who's a popular Datto Destiny player. Or Destiny player, his name is Datto. Uh, there are people saying like I wasn't interested in one because I couldn't raid with people I didn't know or I didn't have five friends I mean, to raid I, it. And I, I'm with and now
0: but every bit of that they could have just put in well, one and everybody would have been like oh I can do all that now they? and they would have yes they could have I don't know I don't, everything I don't, that you just without said could have been rebuild- passed in because it'd, it'd be different if Destiny 2 was on a brand new engine looked Tons but of different. The amount, uh, you, you no, what it's the saying? amount of stuff
1: they're changing. All the core stuff. No, no. I'm, I'm still probably, telling you, man.
0: Everything that you're just saying, looking for, uh, you know, the guided gamers thing. Yeah. They added that in a while. Used to when it came time to, but this raid, isn't an MMO though. A, but it is. It's not. It is you, an MMO skeleton that you can play single player. Look, the game
1: is always what, online. It's connected to a world and a server. You group. have so much to do in in MMOs in terms of jobs that you can go do. There's other things that you can go do. In Destiny, you have strikes. You have raids. And then you have PvP. That's all. You don't have all these jobs. You don't have to do. You don't really have side quests to
0: do. You it, don't it, really have... It's an MMO that's a shooter. Literally, it's the same as Warframe. I, Warframe see, considers themselves an MMO. I, I disagree to that too.
1: I think that, just but because I mean, I am telling lots of you right now they online, call
0: themselves an MMO, and I would actually i would I would say that I guarantee you. if you type in Destiny, it's called it's an MMO. It's first the same, shooter.
1: and the acronym is the same with MOBA. Is that like people can call Overwatch a MOBA? When if you are going by the acronym, sure. If you are comparing it to League of Legends, no. Um, but it's kind of hard to go through because you're only ever playing with maybe 20 people in a server at a time, like in the tower. I don't well, know. Well, not a server. You're all on the server,
0: but, well, yeah, but there's, there's, they call them instances. Yeah. it's where they break the server off and then this many people go in this Cause area, you'll, this cause you'll
1: only ever area. see, and like you have patrols and stuff, but. I think that it is a better idea for them to start completely anew and to revamp things they want to revamp. And but I'm just saying, because, they could have
0: done that and then even gave you the option. Well, what's to keep the character for the people? Well, who if don't, you're going to charge sixty DLC, why not just make it Destiny Two? Like,
1: what's the like? You're,
0: you're arguing because that you're, you could,
1: but what, why would
0: you? Well, I mean, all I'm saying is that they've done that with Wow. They've I know, but I'm just 15, saying, but, but why
1: would they? Just because Wow did it, though? Is well, because like,
0: now for people, it's it just comes down to you're leaving literally all that money you spent behind. None of that carries forward. It's impossible, and when you make it a sixty dollar DLC that changes the game, much like Reaper of Souls. Reaper of Souls, when it came out for Diablo three, changed the entire game. They rebuilt the way loot works. They rebuilt the way boss fights. And worked. did you lose your they, character?
1: No. So you kept your character. Yeah. But see, the thing with they ever been
0: to that, and they took out they took out the um, the loot house, what was it the auction house? They changed the way that loot distribution worked. They changed the way boss fights. So I mean, they Diablo three well, it was a huge change.
1: And I think well, I think the only thing with that is is that. Uh, and we're going a little long here, but uh, I just think that losing your character is the only negative side to this, because, I mean, if I'm going to pay $60 for an a DLC, it, you know, I'd probably start a new character anyways, because the new Hunter class looks almost the same as the old one, but with a pole, but um, instead of the little daggers, but, um, and the new Titan class is pretty cool, I never made a Titan, but um, I think that it's a great thing that they are making Destiny 2, it's going to, it's going to... It's a psychological thing of people saying, well, this ain't the first game. I'm going to go play this one now because it's fixed things from the first game. You can't really say that with DLCs. or If you do, it's not a it's not a heavy mindset. It's not, but this you, DLC came out. And I'm it,
0: well, it's, it's just consoles versus computers. But, I mean, this is just, all this is is games that have been going on computers for, since the early 2000s and see, finally starting to come over to consoles in that way. Because Final Fantasy XI ran on consoles, and it did all the same stuff. It, but, was, it, it changed the game as it continued to go, and they supported it almost to the end because it was one of the most... Uh, popular uh, formats it was played on with the PS2. Yeah, and um, I, Bungie say that they they are not like they don't really feel either way about it. They say that they, it does resemble an MMO, and that they think it's fine when people call it an MMO. So that's just out uh, of interesting talk from Yeah, because because you could do so
1: many different more things in MMO than you could did in Destiny because you you only got like what is it? I don't but, know how many patrol. But missions. see, here's
0: a perfect example of another MMO, guaranteed an MMO, uh, um, DC Universe Online. Did not play like any other. You had direct control of your character. Had dungeons and raids, just like Destiny. The way that you loot, the way you looped in, you can only have so big of a team. You get into the thing. I mean, it was very, very similar. And it had hub areas. You'd be out in the world, and you could sometimes see other people. But then it had a hub areas like the night, the little nightclub that was basically like the tower. Yeah, it was very similar setup, but it was an MMO. Yeah, and that's exactly what I feel about this. It's an MMO that is finally choosing gameplay that has not been common in the MMO space. Uh but, but I mean, you, I just think that it. I just think that there was ways they could have handled it better and I, for me I think it becomes a business thing because now they can get everybody to spend sixty more dollars. I do really think that that's what it comes down to. No, because but who knows? I mean I I'm not saying it is even a facetious thing. It's just it's a business. I think and you gotta it, make your money. I think it's easier for well, Bungie
1: to start brand new with a brand new uh not IP because it's obviously not a new IP but it's easier for them to start with a new game. Say, "Hey, this is Destiny Two. This isn't the same as Destiny One. We're changing things up. Come play!" Like, and people who who did not like Destiny One are coming to look at Destiny Two. You know, they had five hundred thousand people watching the Twitch stream yesterday we'll at see. one time. It was just absolutely crazy.
0: Uh, well, now that we've done with that, <laughs> next thing up on news, there's a little bit left. Uh, Life is strange. Developer, don't nod. Entertainment. Announced on Thursday that a new Life is Strange game is in development. This comes via a blog post in which the developer revealed that the first game surpassed 3 million unique players as well as a new game in the series coming. Uh, The team has been working on the new title since the boxed version of the first game released last year. Further details were not divulged, but they announced that the game will not be at E3 in any fashion. Uh, So I think that's cool. I just recently played Life is Strange. It's really good. And they I still, say there's still people buying it, and then sending them letters every day about how they love the game, and constantly asking if there's another one coming. So they're happy to announce it. Uh, they had a little video they put out with it too, which was cool. I still need because they're play working on it. that vampire RPG uh, called Vampire, I'm pretty sure. Um, and they are also, I mean, I just think it's interesting to the this again. I like remember me. They're a good developer. Hmm. Um, so, and then one last thing is that developer housemark have revealed that their latest game, Next Machina uh, or Machino, however you want to say it. Uh, will be releasing on PS4 on June 20th the twin stick shooter also announced that it will support local co-ops so if you like uh, Housemarque the people that did Resogun Alienation Ooh, uh, I love Gun. all those um, Super Stardust Never those. played that one. Uh, so, if you like those games and you got something new to think about, uh, the drop is a little weird this week, so Saul's just going to run through them. Yes. There's <laughs> no descriptions, and, you know, we just kind of, we're lazy as shit and we do back the games that they're putting on the list. But Well, yeah, know.
1: and I feel like this is a good representation of the drop. Um, they're out on E3 stuff, so they didn't have enough time. So, they said that one or two of these posts are going to be a little lightweight. Um, so... <clears throat> If they don't have descriptions in them, it's probably that. I'll mention it again. It seems that it's uh, pretty uncommon. Um, But, just like the last week and the week before and the week before, another Neo Geo game.
0: Two of them this week. You think this is literally going to happen for the rest of the PS4's lifespan? We'll see. Every Neo Geo game that ever released comes out on PS4? Find out here, because it'll be the first ones.
1: (laughs) But we have The Last Blade and World Heroes 2, both PS4 digital titles, both out this Thursday. Uh, we have Bugs Box, a PS4 digital title this Thursday. We have Deliverant, lack of glasses and lack of reading skills, uh, PS4 digital title. We have Embers of Mirum, another PS4 digital title. Eternal Ring, which looks like to be like a PS2 classic.
0: Um... Oh, it is. Uh, Eternal Ring. Okay. And I meant to put this on my news. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, uh, two of them are coming that are PS2 classics. Eternal Ring is a first-person dungeon crawler uh, from From software uh,
1: I don't like first-person dungeon
0: well, yeah, but that's what they made beforehand. So it's like, a uh, Kings whatever game they made. Um, I can't Kingsfield. What it's Kingsfield yeah, it's yeah. so a lot like that. Uh, so predecessor that's to that's interesting. Souls. Uh, and then if you look down here, Star Ocean: Till the End of yeah. Time, and that's a fucking awesome game. Oh, it is.
1: Um, but that's a PS4 digital title. We have Friday the Thirteenth for PS4 digital. That's out this Friday. We have Get Even, another PS4 digital title out this Friday. We have Guilty Gear. Zerd Rev Two. I've never played Guilty Gear games, but I hear they're pretty good. Uh, PS4 Digital and retail out Friday.
0: I don't know what the hell that XRD is. It's Zerd. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, every time I see those games, I'm like, what the hell? I don't know what it means.
1: Um, I've heard. I've been around enough people who played them to hear them say it multiple times. So um, hmm. I hear they're good though. We got Kung Fury Street Rage for PS Vita Digital out this Wednesday. We have Plantera, not to be confused with Terraria boss. It's a uh, PSV and a digital
0: title. What if it's a game where you play as Plantera?
1: Actually, I googled this uh, this game when I heard it like three weeks ago, and I saw a picture of Plantera, and I'm like, what is this, a mini-game with this as a boss or something? <laughs> no, that was just a screenshot of Terraria. Uh, we have Portal Knights, a PS4 digital title. Pox Nora, PS4 digital title. Puzzle Short Showdown 4K, because you got to have puzzles on 4K for some reason, PS4 digital title.
0: How weird. What if you don't have a 4K TV? Yeah. Is uh, it just Puzzle Showdown?
1: Yeah, yeah. In 4K, I don't even know why it has to exist, but uh, we have Rhyme, a PS4 retail title, out this Friday. We have Samurai Warriors, Spirits of Sandana, a PS4 digital and retail title. Smugglecraft, a PS4 digital title. Spellspire, PS4 and PS Vita Vita digital. Cross by Uh, Star Ocean Till the End of Time, a
0: great PS2 classic coming to
1: PS4 digital.
0: Playing that with trophies, it might be worth it again. That... That's a really good JRPG for PS2 days. Um, yeah. I,
1: I really don't know what to compare it to the out around that time that's
0: in that vein that's not a Final
1: Fantasy game. Nah. But
0: well, because they're all so different, because all the Star Wars games are real uh, time action. Yeah. So, I don't so, know.
1: Then we have Utaware Unomuno Mask of Deception, a PS4 and PS Vita digital retail title. So What's you
0: it? can't read when you got your glasses on. You say the Japanese words all fucking retarded, <laughs> then you just bust out Udumoo Udumuna. <laughs>
1: well, I can see somewhat the pronunciation, of that I probably butchered that. Uh, well,
0: you sounded confident. Oh, uh, well, yeah, uh, that, that was the best part.
1: And well, the delir- 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 that threw me off cuz the second deliriant, I the- yeah.
0: Well, that, that's okay, a, yeah it is
1: uh, I need my glasses that's not my reading skills that's just me being blind my but eyes once again uh, if I didn't say the release date it's out this Tuesday following the podcast and then you got the rest of them so anything on this list for me nothing really uh, alright Star Ocean possibly anything
0: you might invest in Star Ocean I don't know I'm interested in rhyme just because of the hell that went around all the shit like I almost just want to see it yeah yeah, and it, I mean, I will say the art style looks kind of cool, but I don't know. The game looks like it could be shallow, but it also could just be very. It could be very Ico-ish, and that's kind of what it looks like. Um, kind of a Ico Last Guardian style, which both of those games are great to me. So maybe it is good. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I, it does look pretty cool. Yeah, but it was the one by it's by Tequila Works. It's the one that was going to be a PlayStation Four exclusive. Then Sony dropped them and said, "Give us back our uh, development kits," and then they gave them back the rights to the game. Oh. I mean, so it was a big deal. That is, uh, and they And yeah. they, they got another publisher, and the game kept going. So uh, they showed that. Like, it had a real big trailer at E3 2014 or 15, and then it just dropped, and nobody saw it again. I want to say they announced it at 2014, then we didn't see it at 15, and then they, like, a couple months after E3, they were like, how hey, we dropped the game? Uh 15, that's the part. Which, to be fair, somebody's been dropping a lot more games, because they dropped what remains of Edith Finch pretty still far need, into it. Still need to play that game. I do too, actually. There's a lot of games I need to play. I picked up the Surge, haven't touched it. Boy, I'm going to go buy it today, I think. Yeah. Well, now moving on to this uh, conversation that we've already teased that with a little intro piece. Um, Sony, dear, beloved Sony, have a really bad history of releasing peripherals uh, definitely alongside specific games to help push the peripheral and then only one or two more games really seeing the use of that peripheral perfect example uh is this right here which is the ps move sharpshooter uh for those who know uh this came out um i want to say there was you could get it separately if they did bundle it in with resistance you can play killzone 3 with it uh, you can play Resistance 3 with it. You can play Socom 4 with it. Just don't drop that. I don't it say I that works. That's not going to work at all. <laughs> Too slick. Uh, so you can play Killzone, Socom, Resistance with it. Uh, I want to say there was a couple of the small move games that just kind of it worked as a gun if you wanted it to. Great idea. Super cool looking. Uh, it has uh, If you look right here, you can change for Socom. You can change what your firing mode was. I mean, it was a really cool thing. I love playing Killzone with it um but you know didn't really end up going anywhere and what made me think about this is that of course i picked up farpoint farpoint looked great i do want to support the vr i think it's great i want to see it continue to get these types of games because even if they're not perfect they need to continue to be made and kind of supported but then you have things like this um actually you know what i say then we have things like this before we hop into this bit of it we should actually look at while this is the sharpshooter this is just a peripheral of a peripheral that also did not get supported, yeah. which is the, move the PlayStation Move. So, hey, with hey, that hey. being said, it just lends more to our point. And then, of course, you know this is not some new found idea from us. Everybody knows that Sony has a pretty bad history of not wanting to support their uh, their peripherals. Um, that's not and him. that's why I remember when VR was coming, there was a big. There was a lot going on about, are they going to continue to support it? Will they just release it and do like they did with the Vita, or like they did with the Move, or like they did with Book and all these other ga- things that they put out. Oh, dang, I forgot about Wonderbook. Book and, and see, that was another peripheral of the Move. So they come out with Move that they already didn't really support, and then they come out with even more peripherals that the Move supports. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> my hope, now that we talked about some of these, and I toy for the PlayStation was one, obviously, uh, the VR concern when it ha- happened and everybody was like, are they seeing this as a platform? Are they seeing this as a peripheral? Technically it's a peripheral, but it's also a platform. Um, which I guess some of these kind of straddle that line because the games require these to be played. Right. Um, so it, it becomes a platform in itself that it has exclusive things to it. But this thing came out. And it's I like it. It doesn't look as cool, but at the same time... Uh, someone made a great point on one of the comments for this is why does it matter if this looks cool because you're using VR when it's on and you don't see it. Yeah, as long as it feels good. And people are talking about now I will say in the game when you have the VR headset on like your guns there if you move the gun a specific way or if it's trying to show you how to do something you'll see a little uh, wireframe skeleton of this in your gun in the That's game kinda cool. to show you. It's, it's, it is cool. And like when you're setting up for the game, it shows this, you know, and a lot of the other games do it. Like, you know, you, you'll see like Job Simulator, you pick these up and you saw virtual one of these. Yeah. So, I mean, but that being said, I mean, you know, it doesn't really matter what it looks like. What I am worried about is how many more games are we really going to see support this? Now, they did put out a list of other games that will be supporting it. Uh, and it's not a huge list. It was like a Farpoint and then like four other games. And then I think that there's other games they're saying that are not announced. That will be using this. I think it's really well done for people who haven't really seen it. Obviously, uh, the difference for the, sharp, the between this and the sharpshooter uh, is that the move controller you don't put into this. It just has its own ball in the end. It has it goes all the way down solid. It's got every button. It's got the PlayStation button here. It's got a little bitty touchpad right here. Uh, it's got a little ring around, and you can see this is the analog stick, the uh, back one, and then these buttons around it are actually the face buttons that are broken up. On the sides here is R1 and another R1 here, depending on if you're left-handed or right-handed. And then L1 and L2 are right here. Up here in the crown of the gun is options, share, another analog stick and a B-pad. So it is a... And they are clickable. Yeah, every single one of them. So, I mean, it is a fully working PlayStation controller. I'm going to be Dark Souls on it. You know, I, why can't you know why can't you? I mean, I, I'm imagining someone's probably already trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all we got to do now is watch three people, or watch somebody hook up Dark Souls two, Dark Souls three, on, and Bloodborne all together on a PS4 and beat all three games simultaneously while using this one controller. Where's R2 at? Uh, R uh, R2 is the trigger.
1: Oh, got it. So that's be your heavy.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't even realize that I was uh yeah. So interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, I think from a standpoint, the difference is, I keep pulling this damn thing up, but here, let's just go ahead. This right here is the PlayStation Move navigation controller. Uh, and so this is where it was different. You had to put everything into the start shooter. Oh, I forgot I about those. But it still works as a peripheral. So since these are not supported on PS4 um, with Move, it's a little dusty. been in my room forever. Um, Sony forgot about it. Uh, Well, they didn't come back and support it, and I'm really not sure why, because I felt like this would have been an ideal VR setup. Yeah. Or, and I'm really surprised they didn't come out with new move controllers that just have this, where it's literally just the ball on top of this with this. That's a good point. And then then you have this right here, and then they could have done X... Square, triangle, circle. I feel like And that... you'd have literally, uh, you'd have, now, You of course, you would lose out on these. Yeah. But if you have two of them, It'd be more comfortable. like this, you have a right analog stick, a left analog stick, you have two of them, but they have analog sticks. But they were, re- I guarantee they were trying to repurpose these. They had still plenty of these lying thousands. around. They were like, hey, we can make money on like them. Like Nintendo did with the uh, Wii Mini, or I mean, the SNES Mini. So the way all this stuff ends up kind of breaking down, though, is that the history is there and I'm worried that this will see a similar demise. Now, my only optimism really comes from the fact that the VR seems to be doing well. Yeah. It seems to be doing better in my, in terms of general public opinion, uh, sales wise and Sony's push behind it, uh, over this length of time. Uh, it seems to be doing better than move did. Uh, and I think the pushing goes better. People seem to be loving Farpoint, even if there are a couple of things, uh, that are holding it back. Like you can't aim behind you because of the limitations of uh, the VR setup. The camera always has to be able to see your, the ball on your gun or it doesn't know where you're aiming. Um, same thing with why you can't completely turn around. If it can't see uh, your head, it doesn't yeah, quite know where you can't face track it. Um, right. So there's obviously limitations to the VR. But I think that this actually being coupled with the VR means that it has a brighter future than some of these others did. And, uh, just as an interesting thing, the sharpshooter was very much a gun. Uh, and that was what it was going to be. Now, technically, you could have just used it as anything, but it looks and feels like a gun. It's obviously supposed to be a gun. Right. Um, the designer of this actually said he went with this this kind of design. Ambiguous. Very ambiguous because he said that once you're in the world, you're not really going to see it. And he really sees this being able to be used as almost any kind of weapon. Now, I'm not saying that's not true. Imagine if you don't have to, have to hit R1. What is what would this be? Yeah. Hey, look! I know what it could be. Microsoft can pick these up, and it could be a Halo energy sword. <laughs> anyway, it could be. A- but my point being, I I thought that was an interesting thing for him to say. But I do look at this, and you know, you, you, he says this can be any weapon. It'd be cool if they made like a. Or copy. it could be anything. So, what is this really going to be? It'd be cool. You they- know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a flashlight,
1: a crash like tennis game. You could use it as like the tennis racket somehow. A Crash playing.
0: Tennis game? That'd be cool, wouldn't it? I mean, it would. But you're talking about like making it basically like Mario Tennis and Mario Soccer, just Crash Soccer. That is assuming that somehow PlayStation keeps exclusive rights to uh, Crash. To and, Crash. Yeah. Hey, who the hell knows? What if the Crash Insane trilogy sells extremely well and Sony tries buying the, the it, IP back? You is it know. Activision
1: that has the IP now?
0: Yeah. Okay. They, they have it in Spyro uh, that they acquired from Sierra back when Sierra was bought out by Activision. So yeah, you know. Um, I think... What are your thoughts on this? Because I do want to say you're someone, and we've talked about this before, you're someone who didn't really stick around a lot in the PS3 gen. You were kind of, like, you had one, but you sold it and you were pretty late to the game. You were very Xbox last gen before you kind of made a hard switch. Um, So, I don't think... Did you use any of these peripherals? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I play Killzone with a gun.
0: Like Your house. Oh, I don't remember you doing that. Yeah, at your old house. I know Seth, oh, uh, that should have been here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's th- right. In the country. That's right. Um, I got you. right after I moved. Because this came out right before I moved into the house.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, I think there's really two contributing factors for stuff like this. First of all, if you never have held one of these, it feels weird to hold at first, but then when actually, you actually... feels
0: more solid in a lot of ways than this does. So I was going to say, it feels... How this much- looks cool, and this having an adjustable stock... Makes it a more versatile gun. How much was this bundle? The gun, the bundle was uh, seventy nine ninety nine, which is actually not bad because the uh, far points fifty dollars. Uh, okay, I, uh, but if you buy that by itself, I think that's sixty dollars. Not to or uh, fifty, and and, and far points fifty. So you get it bundled wise, it's a lot cheaper. I was gonna say not to insult far
1: point, but I was gonna say a forty dollars price point and then forty dollars for the gun. But that makes more sense
0: to be, it, the way it I is. I think that, that probably even then, though, that's why I say with this being a peripheral and being something extra. They have because they're not going to make a ton of them because the market's obviously smaller and it's going to be the market for people who have VR. Um, so they can't make as many as they probably could to yeah. try and lower the price because bulk manufacturing always lowers the price. Uh, and also, y- you basically just straddle this line of how many people are going to pick this up that are not going to pick Farpoint up. Yeah. So not even just the VR market. It's going to be people who are specifically going to pick up who are looking for that. First person VR experience. So, I think, I mean, all. I know that there are a lot of people, and I'd actually say for y'all, I would really love other people's opinions on this because I've been, even before I bought this, I was actually kind of wary on whether I should get it because I was like, you know, I've bought all of these peripherals and I've enjoyed the few games or even the one game that I really played on them. Because, like, move. If we really want to go to it, a shark Shooter, I played uh, Killzone with. Awesome. Loved it. Uh, that was really the only game I ever did it with, but I didn't feel like it was a waste of money to buy it. It was really well. Like, it was really fun. Um, Move. I somehow really liked Sports Champions because they had a sword fighting game on there, uh, and it was me and Jonathan used to play it together. Where you you have four of these and you use one as a shield and you use this one as a sword, and it was extremely fun. See, why can't they make um, something like that for that VR? They should, but I don't know. They go- very well should. Uh, but Sports Champions cool. was really fun. Uh, and there was also Ping Pong that was really crazy where if you tilt the, if you tilt it just right the way, it like shoot the ball on fire and shit. It was really yeah, fun. see there's- uh, but so that game and then the other game that was moved, not sharpshooter included, but moved specifically was a game they made exclusively for the move called Sorcery. Uh, and they showed it at early days and then they ended up changing a lot and made it really like had a much bigger, uh, had a much bigger story. It was a full game and it was really good. I loved it. Uh, and it was one of the few experiences where I really felt like the move shined. Uh, they didn't have enough of those, but again, I've never felt like I've wasted my money. But I easily understand people who don't, who, people whose gaming hobby is a little different, and they don't feel like. To me, it was worth buying the move to experience right. sorcery. But that it's a very steep price to experience one game. That's what I was going to say. Is I think. And this is the same thing. This is a steep price, definitely, if you buy it unbundled to experience just Farpoint. Well, and that's, there's two contributing factors in my mind, because this is going
1: off of what I'm thinking about, is that you have the high, high entry cost. $600 a to VR. get everything? Because how much is that, 500 or $400? Uh,
0: 500 for a bundle that includes P- uh, PlayStation VR worlds, two uh, move controllers, the VR headset so, and, the and a camera. So if you don't have um, a camera... And so you, if you don't have any of that... Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you have some of this stuff, like if you were an early move adopter and you never traded it off, for me, I already bought the camera day one with the PS4, um, and then my PlayStation, and I actually gave that one to you, my yeah. 20th anniversary PlayStation came with a PlayStation 1 colored camera, so that's what I have in here uh, with my Pro. Oh, okay. It's right on my TV. Yeah, see I see it. Um, and then all I had to buy, because I already had move controllers as well, was just the four hundred dollar headset. Yeah. So if you're if your entry like, you, but say that you bought, say that you had all that six hundred dollars, and you went and bought that and this, not including still, taxes, with a game and VR and that, you're still talking about five hundred dollars. No, the bundle's five hundred dollars. Well, but I'm saying that if you had all this other stuff. Oh, already, I thought you, I thought you, were and you saying just bought going. the VR headset and you bought the Farpoint and this right. you're right under five hundred. Right.
1: Well, realistically a lot of people though, they don't they didn't get a PS4 that came with a camera.
0: Well, a lot of people bought the camera early on because Sony didn't make enough and there was a big deal and there was supply constraints. Yes, dude. The camera sold over a million really like Why? really quickly. What was what was besides the playroom? Uh Twitch streaming because you can use the I camera guess. as your thing people were I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's people cheaper it. than like a Logitech camera yeah, people well, loved
1: it. Some of them. But so if you don't have any of that it's going to cost roughly $600. So you got two kind
0: of th- thoughts of mine is that Though to be fair, you're saying $600 for one game off of the argument. No, I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about the bundle just in general. plus Farpoint. I mean, I'm just saying but are you saying just to play Farpoint or do you just mean cuz really No, I'm talking about just to experience everything we're talking about right now. Okay, but, yeah, with- but VR is not exclusively going to be... I mean, there's plenty of great games for VR, and I want to be very clear about that. Job Simulator, fantastic. I right. absolutely love it. Batman Arkham VR, super good. Right. Really cool story. Um, I've liked a couple of these other games. I mean, I thought Rigs was really good, even though it kind of had an early demise. Um, I, thought, I, I haven't done some of the experiences I meant to go back and do, but that's fine. I didn't really need to. Uh, Farpoint is great. Resident Evil is really, really well done. Farpoint as well. These are both games that have that very... Bar specifically is obviously built for VR for the ground up. Red, a Resident Evil, even though it's technically not built from the ground up, it feels like it. It feels like it. Was. Yeah, because I, so, I mean, it. there are experiences worth it, and there's more on the uh, there's more on the horizon. So I don't want to say that there's not enough. I think of every peripheral they put out, even though VR has such a high asking price, it also has probably the highest number of great games behind it to actually make it worth it. Yeah. More so than Move necessarily did. Oh. Because Move, a lot of the ex- a them the well, small
1: experience. I was, I was comparing it to the Viber for the Oculus, because that's
0: the current generation version of I mean, sure, the sure. equivalent. But I'm just talking about, yeah specifically PlayStation because, peripherals throughout the years.
1: Well, yeah. And besides the cost, uh, the other point is that, are they going to have a multiple games that are going to use this, and use it to where, uh, it's a variety where you'd want to buy it, and continue to use it. So what I mean is is that sure this is going to be from Farpoint and I'm sure I, other I'm shooters sure like I'm I would
0: really like them to do I mean I think first person shooters really work well in it. I think if they pull it off just right they can kind of do what Resident Evil did and make maybe a new resistance or kill zone that does have a VR mode. Um, yeah. I know one of the game, one of the guns that uh, one of the games that did support this and it's a game that a lot of people like uh, is the Brookhaven Experiment which is that Oculus game where there's like there's a bunch of zombies that just circle around you. Like, in le- the gameplay that I've seen, like yeah. there was one of an old man playing it, and there's a uh, bunch of zombies that come up and attack you. Pretty interesting. I mean, I'll show you after the thing, but that is one of the games. So there may be other big games that are wanting to use the technology in a way that seems to make sense for them.
1: And we'll see. And, you know, you got to pay a good a chunk, um, and some people just cannot afford it. And what I don't want to happen is, I don't want Sunny to come back and say... Nobody bought this, so we're not going to use it. Because it's they're setting themselves up for that to be a completely invalid argument. Because you can't put out these items that have a huge entry price for somebody who doesn't have any of it. And then backlash and cancel stuff, or, or backlash and move stuff back, and they're like, well, there's not enough interest. And... It, I mean,
0: I'm with you, but it does, and it won't happen super quickly. I really even hope with the not. beta it took a good two years for them to finally go, We're not making enough off of this for this to continue to be worth it for us. I do think that was bad uh there's a there's just a lot of things that in my in my mind, I'm like, they shouldn't have done that. Um, they kind of did it with p s p they were supporting it really strongly, and then they had a really bad hit. I feel like Vita did the same, too. Oh, well, similar. Well, yeah, but... but Pretty see, similar, The thing is, is that Sony bounced back in the PSP. PSP started real strong, uh, and then it had a dropout because of the uh, people being able to mod it and get free games. Yeah. Uh, and there was Pandora. kind of a pullback of third parties, but then they kind of... Then Sony came back through, and you're like, you know what? Resistance Retribution. Another God of War game. We're going to keep pushing out and making these great games. I mean, they, and they kept making great games till very close to the end. Uh, Kingdom Hearts wasn't even technically a Kingdom Hearts, a place in the game, but it's another example of a high-profile game that came late in the PSP's life cycle. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth By Sleep came way, The best PSP way game, besides uh, Crysis they, they did a new Decidia game. Dissidia I forgot Duo about Decim. that, yeah. I mean, so it was very well-supported. Vita wasn't necessarily. But handhelds, I mean, I guess they've treated them similar to peripherals, but they've supported them, typically, their handhelds, much better even the Vita much better than they ever supported stuff like this because right. like the Vita had a great launch lineup because they're great um, with headsets the, and... VR had a launch lineup and it wasn't bad but it wasn't as strong as the Vita's and it wasn't you know what I mean yeah. so these peripherals I mean it's, it's one of those things where I do think that for people who don't have a lot of money and this is not something that you can completely go okay I'm just going to spend the money on this and enjoy it for what it is you need to be careful uh, I don't want to steer you away from it. I think VR is great, and for those of you who haven't tried it, if you ever get a chance to try it, you definitely should. And I think that if you get a chance to try, to try Farpoint, as long as you don't have the same drifting issues I was having, and hopefully don't have after uh, after that one playthrough, it's it's great. It's amazing. But the argument always becomes, is it worth the money you put into it to potentially never see any other play out of it? And I guess at some point, even as someone who's done it, I gotta say, no, it's not worth it. I just happen to lo- I, I just happen to love gaming enough and have luck thankfully a good enough income that I can spend this money and yeah. not feel too bad about spending it on technically one experience. Yeah. And that makes uh, and, sense. And I mean so I guess it the peripheral problem here just comes down to what you Value these experiences for, and I think if it comes down to that, trying to buy this is going to put you in a bind. I don't think it's worth trying to buy this just to experience this one game, if it's going to be money that you need elsewhere. But I think if you know if, if gaming is a big hobby for you and you're interested in the technology and you like it, it's a smart move and it's really fun. Uh, and I do hope, and I think that also one thing that helps this is that it is a fully functioning dual controller, Sock, basically. basically. Yeah. And I do, you know what? We we should try to this too after I let you play Farpoint. Uh, we should just try playing another game with it and see if, see what it does, yeah, that's gonna be interesting but, uh anyway, I don't know. I thought that was really cool uh and i i in terms of like farpoint and the stuff it was doing, I think it's cool, and definitely as long as I can get that to work without the drift. It's it's worth the money to me. Yeah, but um, you I, know.
1: it kind of loosely ties in because I know this is about peripherals, but it loosely ties into VR with these specific peripherals. Because well, because
0: VR in itself is a peripheral, right? And um, I think that it's
1: very new technology. Um, the Oculus and the Vive came out before it, um, like February and March of last year. Then this came out in October mm-hmm. or November. Um, so it's very new. We can't really say this early in its cycle if it's going to stick around. I think as long as it sticks around, I, I
0: think that there's signs of it sticking around. But I think the smarter thing, definitely, if you're if you're what you're taking out of this is should you or should you not buy VR for those who haven't. Uh, I think that the smartest thing to do from data this episode is wait till E3 because I think E3 gives us an idea of where Sony's headspace is. Yeah. If we see VR at least in a decent way at E three. And they have to do it right. Because as somebody who is not who doesn't
1: own VR and I'm not exactly interested in owning VR, you can't spend too much time on that
0: subject. <laughs> well you can't yeah, you can't spend too much time but you can't spend too little. Right. So but I'm I'm gonna say I'm not necessarily saying that it has to be in Sony's E three press conference, but if we do not hear a lot of decent VR news throughout the week of E3 that's going to be your for sure kind sign that we're kind of on the down slope of it Yeah, uh, and, then, and I think at that point you just go has enough released for the $400 or $500 to be worth it because I do say Rigs is great Batman's great Job Simulator is great there's tons of great experiences for it so I guess you weigh is there enough games to, to warrant this purchase yeah. It's very kind similar of over there. But I think E3 is going to be really interesting because I don't know how much time Sony will spend on. I think that we see at least like what they did last year, a little sizzle reel. Yeah. Because a game that's not out yet, they were talking about Golem. Oh, yeah. If I forgot you remember about that. Yeah, I forgot there's another couple of others. So I think it comes down to how much they show. They showed some VR stuff at um, uh, PSX last year. Dreadnought in some art. No, I don't think it was Dreadnought. I can't remember the name of the game. It was one of the early episodes we did. It was it was releasing around that time and I actually never got around to playing Stay, it. Uh, static? St- uh, no, Starblood Arena. That's what it was. Star okay, Blood that's Arena. the same episode but yeah. Um, and I haven't played it but it looks great. looks yeah. really good. So, that's what I mean. There's a lot of games definitely outside of what I've been playing. Uh, VR is a little different so I don't play it all the time. I try but With me working, sometimes it's easier to come home and just play games. Yeah. Uh, So I do... I I dip in and out of it. But it's fun and I love it. So Uh, It's not too terrible of a problem. But, you know... Hopefully it won't be in the future. Anything else you want to add to this? No. Um... Our typical
1: stuff, we leave our PSN IDs down in yeah, the description. Yeah, actually, we haven't said that in a while. So,
0: yeah, if you want to add us on PSN, our uh, profile names are down in the descriptions of the video. I've been uh, playing um, a lot of
1: Overwatch lately, so if you want to play that with me.
0: I'm Not too great. Uh, <laughs> this is the very
1: first first-person shooter I've ever, and I, I don't mean to sound cocky, but I suck at, um, out, out of the gate. And that's mainly because I don't have a lot of people to play with. Um, at, this, at this current time, zero. So I'm kind of playing by myself. Kind of sucks in a very heavily team based game. Um, haven't found a main yet, so that's kind of a thing too. Um, but other than that, yeah. Especially when Destiny 2 rolls around, because I have a feeling we're going to make a new clan. And I want fans to get involved. In that I wonder
0: place. if clans will carry over. I know your character won't, but with clans? Probably, because that's a Bungie.net thing. But it depends, because is it, is it still going to be a Bungie.net with a new clan system or not? I would think so. I, I, cause I, I don't know.
1: I don't know there's a lot of famous clans that are on Destiny right now, and I'd, I'd hate for them to be.
0: I don't exiled. know, but I do want to say that for the people who do listen to this regularly, thank you, first of all. But tune in next week because I have some special plans that even Mr. Saul doesn't know about. I don't about. like
1: this. We haven't talked about this at all. I'm this is scheming.
0: I'm I scheming.
1: I don't know about this at all.
0: So, uh, Saul. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, be ready for next week. Viewers, be ready for next week. <laughs> right, I like and that's all I'm going to say. So, with that being said, this has been Triangle Square Squared Episode 8. Uh, thank you, and until next time.
1: Thank you, guys.